we'll be live hello hello everyone hello everyone sure my phone doesn't make a noise all right guys hi we're gonna be doing the news today on atheism religion and all that stuff see i knew it's gonna um and we're gonna be covering the news from all around the world which countries are we covering today oh today we have stories in india iran israel all the i countries right away <laughs> um france us one in greece and um oh a hilarious one from the philippines oh wow philippines um yeah. look today i didn't even have to ask people are telling us where they're watching from i usually i ask people to tell us where they're watching from and see we have india india and my cult obviously my cult is here as well uh norway um high five and then who else soha is here so is confirming that the uh, audio is great well thank you everybody thank you oh russia and pakistan in the house look at this hello from russia hi from pakistan from sweden another pakistan Ooh. this is amazing oh that's but awesome the u.s the Wait, Alabama, i want to address something really France. quickly watcher is saying watching from sweden where five islamists were planning a terrorist attack before being arrested this tuesday watcher could you please post a news article about that in our news suggestions channel on discord um i'd, I'd like to look into that if you don't mind that'd be super helpful thank you mm, yeah. oh and actually this is a reminder because orhobo is saying easter is a pagan holiday season guys happy easter happy mm, easter yes, my friends I think this is probably one of the first years where I can be like happy Easter and have it not be like a thing for me. A thing for you? But because you okay, I, I have I have been so I have a lot of friends from different cultures, right? And so I've been enjoying recently a lot of their holidays, but like in a very secular context. And oh. I think that taught me a valuable lesson where I can go approach holidays from my own background, my own cultural uh -huh. background with like less. Since, um, yeah like associations that i previously did and i'm like well if i can enjoy their religious holidays and like have it be super casual and like not even a thing that i think about like and i can genuinely say to someone like oh in black like i can tell them like happy eid you know and like that doesn't mean anything to me why can't i say the same thing for like easter oh okay. like, because, is, like, were, chill because it's, you said happy easter and i was like okay I didn't, it seemed like more significant than a normal happy Easter. Now I realize, now I understand what that was. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> anyway, okay, well, I need to reach some more countries. People from Sweden, uh, from Turkey, from USA, and again from USA. Thank you. Oh, I should read the people's names. Yusuf from the US, from USA, Erkin from Turkey. See, I suck at this. I need to. People are writing so I could acknowledge. I, sorry, I'm going to read your names next time. Guys, next week I will read your names and the country at the same time. Um, <laughs> oh no, yep. that's, uh, so let's get into the news because. Okay, um, okay, okay. okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Guys, keep posting your countries. I will maybe highlight them if they see them, but I can't keep reading them forever. Um, okay, so is the news today mostly tragic, mostly funny, mostly ridiculous? You know, awesome. I'm I'm going to say this week, uh, they they are you know I like to find stories that are juicy, 
there might be an element to it that is bad that we don't agree with, but it's a juicy topic. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot to dig yes. into. So that's that's okay. the main flavor we're going with today. I, I do need to say this. Uh, GJ, I see you also say hi from Holland. I think I couldn't highlight that because of the name because that doesn't show up in stream yet. I just want to see I saw that as well. All right. Um okay, so can we uh, clap for the first news? Uh sure. We don't like this, but we, you know, it's, it's in comparison to what we're used to coming out of Iran. This is not a big, yeah. big deal. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Um, and it highlights many things. Okay. First news. First news attacked with yogurt and arrested the dangers of not wearing hijab in Iran. A shocking incident in Iran has caught the attention of the world as a man threw a tub of yogurt at a mother and daughter for not wearing hijabs. The disturbing incident caught on camera quickly went viral on social media, uh, sparking outrage and concern about how citizens enforce mandatory hijab laws upon each other in the country. Despite being the victims of an assault, the mother and daughter were arrested by authorities for not following the country's strict dress code, while the man who threw the tub was arrested by police. But the incident also highlighted the bravery of those who continue to protest against the mandatory hijab in Iran, well, with many risking arrest, arrest or assault from security forces and pro-government Iranians. While the Islamic Republic has not bowed to the pressure from protesters, the incident has sparked renewed outrage and calls for change. Authorities issued stern warnings and threats of punishment for those who do not follow the, country, the country's dress code. All right, so let's watch the video. Yeah, because this is so, this went this was huge on Persian was, social media recently. This, so I really want you yeah. to like dig into the stuff that we don't have access to in in English, Armin. I need your your analysis. Okay. Tell us what you know. All right, so guys, watch this this video. This video, you guys, this has been a week. I think it's been a week now since this video has come out, and you have no idea how big of a bomb this was on Iranian news and social media. Like every goddamn second of this video has been micro-analyzed by so many people. This has become an event. There's like a pre-yogurt and post-yogurt now, like it's, it's on there, it's, it's, it's huge. <laughs> we now divide the world into two periods, pre and post-yogurt attack. Yes, yes, so what, let's watch this and this. Uh, for people who might not be seeing this, we should like pause and describe you describe what has happened. Okay, so let me go through it. So this is like a normal, um, you know, just a small store in Iran, and there's two women coming in. You can see uh, the mother and daughter. The mother is wearing a loose hijab, right, and the daughter is wearing a no hijab. Right? And obviously she's an adult and she's legally she's supposed to be wearing the hijab, but she's not like many other women in Iran who are just not wearing the hijab anymore. And the government is not enforcing it as much because there's just too many women in Iran that are not wearing hijab. So they are failing to enforce it. Also, they're afraid of enforcing the hijab because they're afraid of another Mahsa, uh, a mini situation happening and they can't go through that anymore. And that's why they are uh, holding back. So, yeah. So you see how casual it is. Like when I was in Iran, a woman um, 
walking without hijab would have been like, what the hell? And like people now are not even looking. It, don't, it doesn't seem like a significant thing. So you see this guy, right? You see this guy coming from behind? He's obviously this guy, right? So he must have seen them behind. down the block or something because he comes walking up to them. Yeah, and he's like walking with like a fast pace, you know, so he's like targeting this lady with that hijab. And she, you can see that she, she looks back and obviously like I think he must be saying something. So he's doing, he's like telling her to put the hijab on, right? And now the mother is looking back as well. The man is like, put the hijab on. This is like, like I'm, I'm reading the body language. Oh, he's talking to her as well, why you're not wearing the hijab. So you can see she touches the scarf, but she's like not putting it on her head. And the mother is talking back to him as well. I think she's like, I'm guessing that she's telling him to mind his own business. And now the man goes and grabs something from the corner of the store. What is he grabbing? What is he getting? It's a yo it's a bucket of yogurt, and he's aiming it at this woman's as the daughter's head. Okay, like oh it, and the mom too, and the mom as well. Oh, and here's the part. Here's the part where made this even go more viral because it wasn't just the attack, it wasn't just the yogurt attack. The store owner came out from behind his uh, stand and now he attacks the religious man who is attacking the woman so he's defending he's like he he got so angry he as soon as he saw it he moves right away and he attacks the religious man and here's an interesting thing in part there's another man that wants to go confront the religious man and <laughs> the what his wife i'm assuming Holds him back, saying, "Don't get involved." You can see that <laughs> she is trying to stop him. He was like, "No," and but no, he's insisting. He is insisting to go get involved, right? And this is what a lot of people are liking because it's not just about women, right? You can see mm -hmm. the men. So a lot of women are a lot of women in Iran are celebrating these men who are who who didn't just stood by and let this happen, right? They went in and they started confronting the men, right? And look. So that was it. That was the video. And this has gone viral. But go on. So why? This is something that I don't understand from the outside is why do you think this incident had such a big impact? Like President Ibrahim Raisi came and addressed it nationally. Like he gave a talk and like referenced it. Right. So that's right. huge. But out. I don't understand why this was so big when there have been people who were getting strangled but with their own hijabs by the morality police like in detention you know like mm -hmm. is it because this was just caught on camera or why did this become such a national talking point that raisi even had to talk about it okay because this is um the people versus the people. I mean, I'm pretty sure this guy has a Basiji card, so the lines are blurry, right? Mm -hmm. But first of all, it was recorded, right? Second of all, it's less like a government enforcement kind of situation and more the whole religious mandate of Amr ibn Maruf and Nahas Mankar, right? So it's, and it also shows, it's also, it's a beginning of a new trend because the government is taking a step back, right? 
And now, because the government is taking a step back, the religious people in Iran are very angry, and they are angry with their government for why they're letting all these women walking around without hijab, and they're now getting involved more instead of the government. So, and now people are turning on people, right? So the the, the society has become very polarized now, right? Uh, and this is a reflection of that. And the side that is against these religious uh, nut jobs is showing that we are many. Like if we, like we are supporting each other. Like this is so encouraging because, so the regime has taken a step back and now these religious people step, want to step in and do this job for, you know, instead of the government. We, the people on our side, the, the people who are more liberal and want to be free, the, their sh this demonstrates how the people naturally are in support of each other and how they have each other's back and how they're the, how they're the few because because the narrative to us by the government has always been like it's just a few minority of people who are like this and the people who are loyal to the government and religious they are the many but when something like this happens first of all the failure of the government to enforce hijab laws demonstrates that we are actually many right and also the fact that they are you know strongly backing each other is like they're also supportive of each other and and it also demonstrates it's another thing it's um, another thing is that it shows their desperation like a lot of people uh, like this video because it shows their anger right because usually with the, those other videos it shows them at the position of strength and the people at the position of weakness but this video, on the other hand, is so beautiful to people because it shows their desperation and their weakness and how the tides are turning and how the people are taking over. Mm. That's what this video represents mm. as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that helps me. That does. That does. That helps me understand this a lot. Thank you. Because I was like, we were talking about this before the show, and you're like, "Do you find this surprising?" And I'm like, "No." So I couldn't understand like why this became so significant because. I know that people like this are out there. I know that people like this try to enforce these rules upon each other. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, why did this become so big? But yeah, that really helped me understand. To me, to I, me this was surprising. To me, this was unique, okay? I've hmm. never seen anything like this before, right? To me, this is like, the society has changed and it has changed so much that it's not, re it's refusing to go back. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought maybe it's because I'm an American and like seeing videos online of people like throwing food at each other in a fight is not that unusual. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, someone is having a fight in a corner store. Sounds like a regular Tuesday. Like, <laughs> okay. No, it's like, like it's, it's, it's a subtle a thing. Original. It's about. <laughs> i mean okay that's actually a good example like if there was just an attack you it wouldn't in the u.s news it wouldn't be that big of a deal right but imagine if it was about something hot topic like imagine if somebody in u.s threw a bucket of yogurt on someone else's head because they were trans okay now all of a sudden this would become major news because it's not just a rig if this was a, mm. a fight not about a job this would not become a big news at all. If this was just somebody throwing yogurt at somebody just because they owe them money or something, obviously this wouldn't go viral like this, right? 
but yeah. this was something else. But to me, this was surprising. To me, this shows how normalized has this become and how, you know, society is like refusing to go back. And so, because these people like this, okay, he lived, actually, this is the explanation, okay? I grew up fearing people like this. Mm. These people were intimidating and they had the entire strength of the government behind them, right? And they went, walked around as if they owned the place. You know what I mean? And we were, yeah, and we, other us us non-religious people had to be like, oh, like, oh, look at this guy is a Basiji or he has a beard. Like, he's like, look at this. So he's like one of them. We have to be careful. We have to be, mind our manners, like the way we talk, right? And, And now for us to grow up in that environment, and see him being intimidated by people that are on our side is just like, wow. Like, they are the ones who are afraid now. They are the ones who are intimidated. And I actually have a video that shows that even more. But are they intimidated, though? Because this guy, like, they ended up arresting the women. They did arrest the guy. But then Abraham Raisi came out and I know, but then the president came out and basically said, yes, you need to obey the law. And he basically would like endorsed the, you know, um, self-policing. Yeah, but not like that. They're like, a lot of religious people are throwing this guy under the bus. Mm. Okay. And they're, they're throwing him so much under the bus that they're now coming up with conspiracy theories that they are together, and this was the planned attack to make the regime and religious people look bad. They're like, I've seen, I've seen, yeah, pro-government YouTube channels, right? I see, like, they're like, oh, look, she looked back here. Like, this part. She looked, you see, she looked back. Oh, she looked back. They're looking eye to eye. So they must be quartered, they must be together, because, like, why would she look back, right? I and I was like, so stupid. <laughs> And I was like, dude, she he came from this direction. She's looking in this direction. And also, if they looked eye to eye, that doesn't mean they're together. And then also, when he comes here, they're like, this is the day before Sizdebedar. This is such a coincidence, right? Right exactly when you guys need something, there's something like this happens, huh? You guys just need excuses. Like, the timing they say is very They don't need excuses because the IRGC was shooting at people on Sizdebedar. Yeah. Like, what are right. you talking about? <laughs> And also, they say, how is it possible that he picked up a yogurt? Why is the yogurt not in the fridge, right? And <laughs> people are like, dude, yeah. <laughs> They're like, 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 he's like, look, he picked up the yogurt. Why is the yogurt outside? Why is the yogurt not in this the fridge? This becomes a conversation about, like, food safety standards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're like, there's, these stores have open-door fridges that they keep the yogurt in. That's the normal thing that they have in the stores. Yeah. So he just like, yeah, so that's another. So again, they're coming up with so many conspiracy theories. Uh, another video came. <laughs> where, did, where did this yogurt come from? Huh? <laughs> right, can so I show you another the video? Health department. Yeah. The, uh, yesterday, another video came out uh, that is getting some attention on social media. Not as much as yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's somewhat, um, it's getting, it's going a little bit viral. Um, and to me, this really shows, this really shows how things are, are changing, like the ties are changing. Should I just show the video or should I read my caption first? Um, caption. 
let's play the video and then you can basically explain what's in the caption as the video plays. Okay, okay, okay. So this is in a park in the park in Iran. Okay, and you see this chadori woman, and chadori means like you're wearing a type of hijab that shows that you're not just um, yeah, you're religious. Like you're going out of your way to do to wear the Islamic attire, right? It's so she's obviously like. Really the second most conservative form of hijab you'll find in Iran. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's play this. So she's going around and telling people to wear their hijab properly. So again, this is like one of the people, hold on. So hold on. This part is just pausing so that she could be identified. They, they paused on her face so people go and identify her. Right? Oh, snap. So, So look at this. So here you can see her. So you see the arrow showing that this is her, right? This is her right here, right? So let's go back a little uh -huh. bit. You can see the just to make just to make sure you understand they put the, that they have these helpful marks. So that's her, okay? So we go. So look, she she saw this woman oh no uh, with no hijab. It's not, no like she like she's just like she just points to put a hijab on okay and that's it but they're not having it they're like no 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 no. this is not you you can't do that here okay that's all she did that's all she did i mean she has been doing that to probably a couple other people that's why she's recording and now she's like the woman who's recording just came out of the bushes and now she's gonna confront her she's like how much are you getting how much are you getting Sunday score? <laughs> like so like she's like how much are you how much are they paying you to do to do this? Huh? Uh, oh look, she grabbed her too. She she's trying to move away and she grabbed her. Look. Like oh, how much are you getting so that you could insult women like that? <gasps> right? Yeah. So to your to your own kind but she means like a woman like you're insulting your own kind right like why are you why are you uh, getting into other people's business and now she's not she's not done she's chasing her oh my God. <laughs> like she she came from the other direction and she came to her again <laughs> she said she's running away. <laughs> she says, stop. She's like, somebody get her. <laughs> get stop her. <laughs> Look, she's running. She looks like a little bit. I can't, you know, I don't know, I can't explain how unbelievable this was. These people are now running away. It used to be the other way around. It used to be if you don't wear proper hijab, you had to run away. Now the hijabi, like religious lady, is running away. This is such a, I don't know, such a demonstration of how tides are turning. I don't even know how to explain how significant this is. I, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, I mean, there's no government. It's just people versus people. And the, it's the religious ones who are running away now. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yo, so... the way that she was in the bushes. <laughs> she was in the bushes on profiling. 
she was yeah. <laughs> the way she stepped <laughs> out of the bushes it was like uh-uh oh no. oh bitch you thought oh i'm right oh i'm right here and then and then she comes around <laughs> the other way and it's like no i'm right here too <laughs> <laughs> and yeah anyways Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, I don't know if I could, I wish I could translate the, the Persian because the way she describes her is so funny, uh, but it doesn't make sense in English. But <laughs> 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 um, any comments you want to read in the live chat about all of this? Terrell's is saying that was like a Persian lioness waiting in the bushes and attacking and chasing down the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, this like, is what happened. Sitting in the bushes, lying in wait, and then she pounced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is what happens when you, Islamically, you mandate people to take the the enforcement of laws in their own hand. This comes. This is in the Quran, and this has also been um, mentioned a couple of times by Khamenei himself to do for the people to do this, right? But now they're regretting it. Now they're like, okay, we should, you know, this is, it's getting really heated, right? And it seems like everything is about to explode because the government is not going to enforce, it's going to go experiment back and forth with enforcing the hijab laws because it's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now, uh, the government, because if it does start enforcing the hijab laws, another something is going to happen. Something at some point is going to happen and it's going to be like Mahsa Amini all over again. And they have paid such a heavy price for that. They're like, we can't, we can't go through that again. There's no way we can go through that again. So, so they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's pull back. Right. But now it's getting even worse because by pulling back, they have the religious people they're, they're like, wait, wait a second. Isn't this the Islamic Republic of Iran? What happened to the Islamic part of the Islamic Republic of Iran, right? Did we not give martyrs for this? Did we not have a revolution for this? We had a revolution so that this country becomes Islamic. And if we don't, if we, and we have laws and we're not enforcing the laws. So what is the point of these laws? And they're coming out and they're angry. And they're turning into barandos. Did you know that? The people who are extremely religious, they are promising that you think they're barandos? We're the real barandos people that you have to worry about if this government is not Islamic. So they're saying like... For those who don't know, like, barandos means overthrow. Yes. So they're saying like, you're worried about these non-religious people wanting to overthrow the government? If this government is not the government of Mahdi, right? then we are going to overthrow the government because nothing is more important than that. So that's the, and that's the, the government fears that more than yeah. the, the other people, because these, these people who are very religious, they are uh, a lot more influential and they are within the, within the government, you know, they're all over the place. So even though they're probably less than 10%, um they if they are they are the base they are the base of the government so the government is standing it has the all the approval is has is from these religious people and if it loses them then it has no more legs to stand on so they are really afraid of losing these people so they're gonna i think what they're the tactic of the government is now this right so they're gonna remove reduce the enforcement 
get the religious people angry and then increase it a little bit, but not to the point that it was before. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like they're trying to shove it in, but without them. So here's imagine enforcement is at 80. Okay. And then you bring it to 20 and then religious people get like, no, what the hell? And they're like, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. They bring it back to 70. You know what I mean? And then people get angry and like, okay, let's bring it down to 10. And then religious people. So it's like they're fine tuning it until like, but any miscalculation could make the whole thing go off. Yeah. But if the base, if the base does the barandas, then what comes back is going to be even worse. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, um, I don't think I don't I don't know because if just because the base is doing the toppling of the government, that doesn't mean that they will have the control over after in the vacuum of power. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, definitely when, went in an unexpected direction last time. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, so we should go to the next news. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, just the tip. Who could just <laughs> gross? Um, and want to address right, one yeah. one comment that's unrelated to a news topic before we go into the next um, item. And this Hindustani Bao is saying, hello, why are your Indian viewers castist even now? I've noticed the making castist comments in the comment section of the video. Well, that's not great to hear. I mean, a lot of times people don't like our opinions when it comes to like um what's the word i'm looking for like prohibitions against caste discrimination and stuff so like just because that they are a view of ours that doesn't mean that they're representative of our community necessarily a lot of people comment stuff because they are pissed off at how pro-dollet we are (laughs) so Actually, Armin, this is a fun fact. I think I, I've been planning to have a Umbedkar poster in my new room. A vintage Umbedkar oh. poster. It's so I like cool. that. I like it's Umbedkar so and his wife, and it, they're in a what, chariot with white horses with Periyar oh. driving the chariot. It's like so cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. That's yeah. fantastic. I, I'm sure that people would like that. We got a super chat, so you want to highlight that as well. By the way, um, Cassis, if you see Cassis comments in our comment section, please respond to them, um, so that those ideas get challenged. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't want those ideas to just sit there without a challenge. But mm-hmm. so please respond to them if, when you see them. And oftentimes, yeah, a lot of people so, will write in different languages, so it's like I can't even understand what they're saying, right? Let alone if they're saying something right. discriminatory. Um, yes. Okay, so super chat from GJ. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you, GJ. Yeah. Um, Thank saying, you. okay, this is pretty fun, but is Kamala Harris's Africa trip in the AR news? Um, the answer is no. Um, it's great that your time slot is now much better for the coastal West African countries of the the U.S. slash Biden now targets lots going on. Oh, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, I think I might change the time slot to be one hour later because. I too early. I'm not as functional as I should be. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> early, I have to wake up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, was, I don't know if the Kamala Harris Africa trip had anything to do with religion. So yeah, that's yeah. So that's why we might not be covering. Honestly, All I don't right. care Thank about anything so... she does. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't <laughs> care about who, who the hell is Kamala Harris? Like, who is she? <laughs> yeah, where has she? Yeah, okay. where has she been? Okay. I don't know. Do I yeah. care? No. Okay. Um, can we clap for the next news? Um, this is this is this is juicy. Yes. Okay. Next news. Next news: Outrage as Israeli extremists offer cash for ammunition. I can't talk. Okay, rewind. Next news. Outrage as Israeli extremists offer cash for animal sacrifice at mosque. And not just any mosque. Al-Aqsa. The Al-Aqsa mosque compound, considered one of the most religiously sensitive areas in the world, has once again become the center of controversy. An Israeli extremist group called Returning to the Mount Movement has sparked outrage by offering thousands of dollars to their followers who were arrested for attempting an incendiary animal sacrifice ritual at the mosque during Passover. This provocative move has further fueled tensions in East Jerusalem and the West Bank. The Al-Aqsa Mosque holds immense religious significance to Muslims around the world, and its location on the Temple Mount has long been a source of tension between Jews and Palestinians. While non-Muslims are allowed to visit the mosque, they cannot pray or perform rituals there due to an agreement with Jordan, the caretaker of Jerusalem's holy sites. But the returning to the Mount movement, notorious for its extremist views and calls to destroy the mosque, has shown a blatant disregard for this agreement and the sensitivities of the Muslim community. Their attempt to perform annual sacrifices at the mosque, despite a ban on such practice, is just the latest in a string of provocations that has incited violence and tension in the Middle East. So this happened, and then... A few days ago, on the 5th of April, I think it was, then the Israeli authorities um, had a raid and assaulted a bunch of people during prayers at Al-Aqsa, like in the beginning of Ramadan. And it's caused, I mean, a huge fallout, Armin. I mean, I'm assuming you've been paying attention to what's been going on in Israel right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, all over the news. But yeah. I didn't see this detail, but that yeah. whole thing, yeah, of course. Yeah, and now there are rockets firing and all sorts of, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Um, so can you explain, for people who don't understand what the background and significance of this is, why would a Jewish ritual in this space be so incendiary? Well, the background goes thousands and thousands of years, right? So yes. this was a... <laughs> This is the temple of the uh, Jewish people destroyed by uh, the Romans uh, 2,000 years ago. And one of the most important, important rituals back then by Jewish people was animal sacrifice at the temple, right? There was probably no other, you know, I would say it's high up there. If it's, if it's, I could say I, I think it's the most it was their most important ritual to sacrifice animals at the temple. Right? Yes, this was re eventually when the temple was destroyed. This was replaced by other rituals like reading the Torah and going like this, right? But they had to come up with alternatives. One of the, one of the reasons why they couldn't one of the sects that came out of you not being able to sacrifice animals at the temple uh, was this uh, small little sect that you might have heard of called Christianity, right? Which is was the whole idea of like, okay, let's just sacrifice this dude 
um, and then that would be the end of all sacrifices, right? So this whole not being able to sacrifice thing um, was one of the reasons why we have another religion now. But so this is like being able to have the sacrifice there would be the reclaiming of something that is 2,000 years old, right? That would be very historically significant, but it will also be um, doing a Jewish sacrifice at the place where Muhammad supposedly had gone to heaven, you know what I mean, to Mirage. So this is the the third most holiest place for Muslims. Um, so you doing a Jewish sacrifice there, I can't imagine... Like, there are a few things that are more sacrilege than this, you know. This Honestly, like, you're right. The, 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 the height of, like, blasphemy. Like, it doesn't get any worse than this. So, at one point, it would be very significant for one side, and from the other side, they're like, and I think this is why they they want to do this. This is like, the people who do things like this, they want attention. They know how sensitive this is. It's not a disregard for the, the other people's sensitivity is actually completely understanding it. And that's why they want to poke it. <laughs> These people want that tension. <laughs> so it's not You're like, right. Well, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but because the, the more the see, so here's what is you should be why you should be very afraid of um, evangelical Christians and Orthodox Jewish people, many of them, not all of them. Okay, is that they, um, their understanding of what, how the world will become a better place, that what the, the barrier between the world that they are looking for and where we are at right now is the existence of the Dome of the Rock on top of the temple, right? And there is no way to remove that peacefully, right? No, so, no. Yeah. So they their understanding is that for that Dome of the Rock to be destroyed at some point so that they could rebuild the temple, you require tension. You require chaos, right? And that's why we have, this is why U.S. politics could sometimes be so destructive because Christian evangelicals, they vote. They vote a lot. And these Orthodox Jewish people vote as well. And then now you have, the politics, the foreign policies of Israel and United States being influenced by a huge portion of the population who are looking for tension, for increased tension, because they understand that there needs to be a conflict for this thing to be removed from there. So imagine a whole big voter base that war, they're like, oh, yay, war, like anything. Like, I don't, like, other people who want war, they want, they want something that is targeted for a purpose, right? Like, even Putin with his, that went crazy, when he wants war, he's like, I have a mission. These are people who like, yay, destruction, yay, war, because more war in that area mean, might mean that this dome is going to be ruinous at that point. Now, imagine that mentality of wanting more war uh, and it's voting. That's why yeah. that, that's how religion is really screwing up with foreign policies of these two countries, which is it's making an accelerationist situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So so what so yeah, that kind of explains like why this kind of action manifests and why it 
it's like so extreme in the way that it is. But what do you think, I mean, this is a little bit more geopolitical, but what do you think about the fallout from the attack on Al-Aqsa that happened? Because well, it's been huge. Weren't rockets fired from Lebanon for the first time in decades? Yeah. Yeah, and nobody knows uh, who the hell it was because uh, they, they attacked in response, Israel is attacking Hamas and parts of Lebanon, but Hamas is not in Lebanon, Hamas is in Gaza, right? So, and um, Hezbollah came and said that this wasn't us, okay? And it seems like Israel is believing them this time, you know, so Interesting. they're like, yeah, so they're like... Maybe there was just a little rogue militia little rogue hezbollah militia that happens yeah i don't know yeah i mean there are some new groups with new brands there so it's everything is not hezbollah anymore but um a lot of lebanese people are now criticizing are making fun of hezbollah because they were like you know because they're like this wasn't us it seems like they're they've come they don't even you know they seem like not wanting tension you know they seem afraid of israel they're like, we don't want any conflict with Israel right now. So they're like, um, and also a lot of people criticize that. Hezbollah, what happened? What happened to the base in your chest, huh? huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Was it, us? <laughs> it, was, it was us. It was us. Um, but also a lot of people think that whoever doing the attack, um, there's different theories about different viewpoints. Okay. So some people say, like, why would you attack um Israel right now? This is exactly what Netanyahu needs. Right, they're destroying themselves. They're divided, and you're just giving them an excuse to be united again. Because whenever uh, there's an attack on Israel, all sides come to, to together and you unite. It saved Netanyahu's government last time, like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So some people are saying like, "Oh, they're attacking because they're see Israel's turmoil right now is providing them an opportunity to attack because they're like, oh, Israel is weak right now. This is when you attack.'" But that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're weak right now, but your attack will make them stronger. So why would you give them that? Which is, yeah. When you they say they they say when your enemy is destroying itself, don't interrupt them. That's what they say in war. So and this is an interruption. <laughs> Step aside. They're doing all the hard work for us. Yeah, but that I'm not I'm not saying Israel is doing that. I'm just saying this is other people's yeah. analysis of all this. It's really difficult. Oh, Secular Sekai just celebrated. Yeah, go on. No, you go first. Secular Sekai just uh, celebrated his one year membership. That's one awesome. Year membership. Amazing. Oh, and send a message on FB. I, I'm not seeing the message. Did you get it? It's, he probably is talking to me. Um, okay. And the answer is yes, I'm getting back to you soon. I haven't been feeling good recently, health problems. Mm. Um, but it's on my to-do list. Um, there was something else I wanted to say. I would, I, I've come to the cynical position that I don't think the Israel and Palestine situation will ever be resolved because too many people benefit from it being as brutal and painful as it is. Hmm. Ever? And I don't, I don't, and I don't see much changing. Well, I mean, everything comes to an end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay true you do you, um, you know what i mean okay okay fine okay fine. <laughs> um yeah i mean you're you're right though it doesn't right now where we're standing that there doesn't there doesn't seem to be an end to this i i agree with that I, yeah. 
but I can't even I can't I can't imagine things staying like this forever as well. I can't imagine it, it ending, like, and I can't imagine impossible, right? But I don't see yeah. any signs of improvement. It's impossible. I can for see okay. I can see an end. I can see an end to all of this actually. Huh? I can see. I can oh, see no. things getting worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can see. I can see genocide and uh, a bloodbath, and I can see the whole thing coming to an end like that. That I can see, right? Because of the nature of the demographics in Israel changing, um, so there's that. But okay, I'm, I hope I'm wrong. Anyways, it's a sensitive yeah. time. Yeah, uh, but when you do the next news. Um, don't start and before, before I go down because I'm going to use the washroom, okay. back, but because I don't want when I'm cutting it, I don't want it to be me leaving the mouse. Okay, okay, so I'm just going to say next news first, and then I'm going to go down, and then you say next news after. Okay, next news. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> next news: free speech threatened. Woman who insulted French president faces trial. A French woman named Valerie has found herself in hot water after insulting French President Emmanuel Macron on social media. She reportedly referred to him as a piece of filth in a Facebook post, leading to her arrest and detention by French authorities. Valerie is now facing trial for violating a law that prohibits insulting the president. President Macron is facing intense scrutiny and criticism for his controversial pension reforms, which have sparked nationwide protests and strikes, as many French citizens are unhappy with the decision to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Valérie's case has also raised concerns about freedom of speech in France, with some questioning whether the law against insulting the president is too restrictive. The woman herself has expressed surprise at her arrest, saying she never expected to be treated like a criminal for expressing her opinions on social media. So, Armin, come back. There you are. Um, yes. You wanted to look, talk about it, this. Yes. And look, people are shocked. People are saying, what? And then what the actual exactly? And mm -hmm. then, yes, yeah, seriously, France um, has such laws. Yeah. Do they have such laws? Is that like, I didn't even, what the hell? Why would France have such laws? The reason, do you know why I wanted to talk about this? I think I do. Why? What do you think? Well, okay. Because of the principles of free speech in general, and then also how people use certain aspects of French law to show about how our Western Enlightenment standards, quote unquote, are hypocritical. This is a common line used by Muslim apologists in particular. No, yeah, but also because I want us to be fair, right? Because mm -hmm. I don't want us to just be one-sided, right? Because a lot of times um, we show what's wrong with some countries that we don't like. And then when people attack countries that we generally like more, we see those attacks as unfair and criticize them. But we don't want to, we don't want to be bi completely, you know, biased here. Um, I mean, some biases are justified, but we don't want to be so blindly biased that we don't see um, the same type of um, mistakes. I mean, the same types of uh, flaws coming from the places that we so often support, right? So for the sake of not being hypocr hypocritical, because France, we have celebrated France as a country that constantly has 
uh, stood for free speech with regards to the cartoons of Muhammad and standing with all the people who want to express their freedom of expression with a, you know, and criticize religion. And then all of a sudden now when it comes to criticizing the, uh, you know, the, the president himself, they're, they're treating people like criminals. I mean, how could they have such laws? I mean, this will, this will completely question their entire, you know, the position that they have because they're like, we can't, we're not going to force any laws, enforce any laws against people who draw Muhammad. Why? Because of, and they say because of free speech. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, free speech, France and everything. But now, then, what is this? Now, Muslims, many Muslims will have a point. They're like, okay, what if you have Muslims who say if this upsets you and you don't like this insult and you are punishing the person, then how come you are doing this selectively? Why are we not applying these laws to things that makes us upset? Why are we applying these laws on things that makes you upset? There seems to be a double standard here. And I, you know, these Muslim, any Muslims will say that they have a point. Like, what the hell? What's up? What's going on? I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I agree with you. So I pulled up a little bit more information about this law, and um, people will have to excuse my butchering of the French language. Um, in France, insulting the president is a criminal offense under the offense of, quote, offense au chef de l'ant, offense to the head of state, and is punishable by law. Article 26 of the French press law states that anyone who insults the president of the republic is punishable by a fine. Um, it's worth noting that the law only applies to insults directed at the president himself, and not to criticism of his policies and actions. However, the distinction between in insults and criticism can sometimes be blurred, leading to controversy and debate over the application of the law. You know, this is absurd. This is absolutely absurd. But why would they have this law? Like, why would you have this law? What's the benefit of having this law? What the, what, what, this, I mean, especially a government and a president that has constantly been arguing for free speech I mean, you are shooting yourself in the foot. You look like a fool. You look like a hypocrite. I mean, even if you had this law, you guys should, you, it would have been strategically in your benefit if you just been like, okay, guys, this is going to make us look so bad. This maybe let's like, let's not enforce this one. But you just went ahead and did it. Mm -hmm. What did you get out of this? Like what? It's, okay, I'm, I'm, here's I don't know. the thing. Yeah. It says the law that makes insulting the president of France a criminal offense has been in place since 1881. I was going to say this sounds super antiquated because in Spain, they also have a similar, you know, kind of archaic law about insulting the king, right? Um, mm. Like, what's it called? Les Majestes or something? It is part of the French press law, which was originally enacted to protect freedom of the press and to regulate the press industry. Over time, the law has been amended and expanded to cover other forms of expression beyond the press, including speech and online communication. Despite some criticism, the law has remained in place and been used to prosecute individuals for insulting the president on various occasions. Yeah, people are saying just delete that damn law. For I know, it's sake. so it's so backwards. Yeah, and Troyal is saying the French president is sometimes presented as a sort of elected monarch because of the pompous nature of the office, and this is akin to, what is this? I don't know. Uh, I less majest French. law. I don't know how to pronounce oh, it the right okay. way. 
Okay, and do you um, think Google says, oh, you want to read this one? Go ahead. Oh, Google says France got rid of its law criminalizing offending the president in 2013, but it added the president to the list of state officials receiving special protection from defamation. Well, why? But why? I, 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 I want to know the answer. Is this just like, I, why? What is it like? This is itself the bigger attack on the president to have this law is a bigger insult to the president because the way people will look at you if you punish somebody who insulted you that that's worse than the insult like the damage that you get from the, like she called him a piece of filth okay that hurt that damage from that is so minor to the to the damage that you're getting from everybody realizing that this is now a crime in france i still i'm trying to understand like why would they put that there i don't know i know, okay, GJ I know. Is saying, yeah. He's saying the Netherlands yeah, also still has a gravely insulting anyone on law books as crime punishable with fines, public service, and or up to six to nine months in prison in criminal records. I know when I was in Austria, I was learning about the laws surrounding insulting people and it was absolutely insane. I don't know. This really reminds me just like you know, the U.S. I, I the U.S. is... Yeah. We got the best model. We got the best model. Yeah. 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 See, he, that, and this is the most important thing, okay? Every time we go, Susie, every time we go to Europe and you get jealous of the things that you like about Europe that U.S. doesn't have, okay? Just remember that you have the most important thing, okay? They have many things that is better than the U.S., many things, okay? But they don't have the free speech that the United States has, and mm -hmm. nothing is more important than that. Nothing is more important. Yeah. Oh, Secular Sakai just donated one membership to Artin. Thank you, Secular Sakai. Oh, thank you. That's very generous. Very generous. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I think that this was an important one to cover. Yeah. Because, like, France, they could really improve their standards. Come on, guys. Come on, friend. You know what? We should all call uh, Macron. Can we do that and still be have our YouTube channel in France? Can we call him Macron? You're a piece of filth. I just committed a crime. <laughs> oh my god i just guys you just like what you gonna do about it huh? what you gonna do huh? <laughs> oh my god this next story is really really interesting okay okay uh oh we got a super chat oh before we do okay. um the armin agitators gave us 100 swedish krona thank you so much guys he's saying do you agree with bill that you have a sinful face master um would you like recording on your own or with the council we've heard various recording ideas presented by councillor fudge recently okay good good um, send me the script of the speech of the speech that I'm supposed to give, and I will record it myself. Just send me that. I, I will change it, edit it, and then I will record it. So send me the send me the uh, make it short, and I will record it and I will send it to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the support. Uh, and there's that. So secular Sakai just gave us a super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. You want to read this one? Yes. Thank you for the five dollars, Sakai. Oh wait, I didn't ask. Wait, I didn't answer the first question. I answered the second question. Sorry. Do you agree with Bill that you have a sinful face master? Yes, yes, I do. I do agree with that. Um, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Like, I, I, I enjoy the fact that when people look at me, uh, they just, without knowing, without talking to me, they realize that, that that man sins. That man sins all the time. I can tell. 
so yeah i do agree with that and i enjoy it so there's that here's the second super chat um sakai is saying we should find real supporters of laicite and secularism and start a french language ar channel yeah when we were um in germany we met a bunch of french secular activists that was that was really interesting um armin kind of had some beef with one of them <laughs> wait i don't remember Is that okay? remember but the whole the whole feminist thing and you taking the mic oh, from yeah. um khadija and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything was fine though you actually handled that very well thank you thank you um Mm, yeah, but if he, if anybody wants to reach out to us, um, the email is um, Susanna at wait Susanna at atheistrepublic.com, right? And if you guys want to do that, you can reach out to us, and we will do whatever support we could give, and give you the branding and everything, and get you started on that if you're interested. And not just French, uh, French, any other language, you can reach out to us if you want to start a atheist republic YouTube channel with um in, in different languages we are we have right now arabic persian and english we would like to get started on other languages and we have our south african channel as well oh, oh yes south african yes but that's not language based that's like location no they they have afrikaans and i know i know but it's not named after yes exactly yeah i know true yes um it would it can know so Secular Sekai just gave us another $2 super chat and saying that also donated $10 to Opirand. Thank Amazing. you. Thank, Thank you so much. When, when, we can, when can we have the new segment about Opirand updates? We, there's some, we move forward on some stuff on the back end and I need to follow up with some other people about their tasks. Okay, okay. But if you have any publications there, we would like an update because I saw a new publication coming there. So if we, if we could ever do a new segment on it, that would be great. Well, yeah, no, we need to finalize that. That's the thing. Yeah, okay, okay. We got a super chat from GJ. Do you want to read this one? Yeah, GJ is saying the philosophy behind keeping Dutch laws against grave insults is that even severe criticism, including colorful language for strong feelings, equals okay. But when unsupported or OTT, I forget what that means, equals wrong. Hmm. I OTT. don't understand. OTT, OTT, I don't know. Um, over the top? But Okay, but who decides what's unsupported? I don't understand. Yeah, well, that's the problem with it. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Um, yeah, okay. Wait, did I already? Yes. Also, the, okay, we did that. And also, something I don't remember, which is a username, uh, she uh, celebrated her 11 month membership saying, Susie, my savior today. So that's awesome. Oh, I try. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's go to the next news. Can we clap for the next news? Yes. Okay. Next news. Next news, proposal to outlaw caste discrimination sparks backlash against California senators. This is actually way more juicy than it appears on the surface. A groundbreaking bill has been introduced to California Senate that seeks to explicitly ban and outlaw caste discrimination, making the state the first in the country to do so. The proposal was filed by State Senator Aisha Wahab, the first female Afghan-American elected into the state's Senate. 
The bill aims to include caste as a protected category in the state's anti-discrimination laws, following in the footsteps of Seattle, which became the first city in the U.S. to ban caste discrimination. The proposed bill has faced pushback from some Indian Americans who argue that it discriminates against Hindus. However, Wahab remains steadfast in her belief that the bill is relevant across different religions and ethnicities and is necessary to protect Californians from discrimination. While Wahab's proposal has received significant pushback, including death threats and anti-Muslim slurs, the senator remains resolute in her determination to fight for the rights of all Californians. So, let's break this down. There is new legislation that has been introduced to the California State Senate, which controls, well, is it, you know, partially controls the legislation for the entire state. And this is the first time that there has ever been legislation introduced to a state Senate to outlaw caste discrimination in a U.S. state. So just the introduction of this type of legislation is itself very significant. Now, this senator has received huge pushback from this. I'm talking her staff is asking her whether she thinks that she should wear bulletproof vests. There are people coming into their office berating and verbally abusing her staff. They've had to ask for additional security. They've been flooded with messages. And from inside and outside the country. And there was even a former Indian colonel who on television said that anyone who is anti-national towards India, both inside and outside the country, basically should be put to death. Wow. Okay, YouTube, we're not saying this. We're just covering the news. We condemn this. We're not yeah. for this. Uh, and this is hell? being defined as anti-national. In that framing, saying we're banning, we're outlawing caste discrimination, that that is being framed as anti-national. And so I read an interview with Ayesha Wahab, and this woman actually seems really cool. <laughs> so she is the daughter of some Afghan refugees, and her family came over in the 80s and then her parents died and then she was put into foster care and adopted by an afghan-american cult couple in fremont california which is now part of the district that she represents and it's very significant where she's doing this in california so she's doing this in northern california she's doing this in the bay area Specifically, she's representing a district that has San Jose, Hay Hayward, and Fremont in, in, included in her district. And this is significant because this district has the largest proportion of South Asians in the entire state. So she rep she's from Hayward. She was on the Hayward City Council. She And Hayward is the same city where the California State University system adopted anti-caste um, discrimination policies on a state level. And that happened because of activism from Dalit students coming out of Cal State East Bay at Hayward. So this is all happening in a rising out of Hayward, a rising out of the same area, right? And this is because there is such a large population of South Asians in this region of California that caste is maintained. 
because I remember I was living in Oakland and I had a roommate that worked in Hayward. She would tell me about how her coworkers were complaining about how difficult it was how to find someone within her cast that she actually wanted to date to marry. Like her colleagues are casually talking about their cast standards in dating in their community in this part of the Bay Area. This is part of their workplace Why? conversation here in California. How is it? How is this going all over? Like, why are these people not modernizing? Like, how is this still with them? Well, Doctor Ambedkar, you know, decades ago, said that anywhere the Hindus and Indians travel along around the world, caste will travel with them. He predicted this decades and decades ago. Okay. And well, that's also, good. the Bay Area is also where Equality Labs is based out of, which is controversial um well for hindu nationalists a very controversial organization because they're pushing for dalit rights especially in the workplace and they so this is all happening in the same area this is all happening in the bay area and it's very significant and so i don't know if, yeah you go ahead because i, I want to say something else we'll go on yeah okay so one this lady seems really cool because I was reading into her background and she seems really interesting. And I was reading an interview with her by Time Magazine. And Armin, this is a little bit off topic, but listen to this answer. So Time Magazine asks her, how has your Ramadan been? How has this, this harassment, the death threats, has this affected how the month has felt for you? And she said, she said, I'll be honest with you. I don't actually practice. I've never claimed to be a religious individual and I'm not representative of the entire religious community, but we can be intersectional in our identity and we're not always 100% what people expect us to be based on our identities. So that was a very political answer, but I feel like she, she's like low-key saying that she's like an ex-Muslim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? That's cool. That's cool. I like it. I like and so it. she's saying when she gets threatened, a lot of people are saying that she's a Wahhabi. And because she's Afghan, mm. they say that she's Talibani. And this is why she's wow. hateful towards the Hindu community. And that the, so the fact that it's someone, Armin, I mean, you know how things will go with these Hindutva, right? Just because of yeah, your yeah. name, you've been told that you have Muslim blood, you know? So when yeah, her name is, I, her name, I, is, her name is Aisha Wahhab, imagine what she is getting. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine because her name, her, her first name, her last name, and also the fact that she's a woman. She must be. She must be under so much pressure right now. I mean, I was told so many times when Hindus came after me that I'm a Muslim, and I was like, um, okay, sure. Like people were pointing out to them that I burned the Quran. I'm an ex-Muslim and all of that stuff. And I'm like, oh no, it's in your blood. Like once a Muslim, one of always Muslim. They think it's part part of your. Um, identity and you can't there's nothing you can do to get rid of that which actually brings me back to what dr ambedkar said and what you said uh seeing that dr ambedkar says like hindus will bring this always with them and that is part of the hindu psychology i don't know if i like that because it seems like it's uh, so essentializing as if it's part of their dna um i do think like this is something that people could shake off i mean just because no, he they have it that, that doesn't well. mean Okay, I okay. think he's talking yeah, about I mean, within the system of faith and values that are imbued with people, it becomes part of your psychology. It's a learned behavior. Right. Okay. I would never so think we, that this is something essential to anyone. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to make sure that we say that in case it came off across like that uh, mm -hmm. to anybody. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, Numan is saying, enjoy your weekend, guys. Oh, thank you. you oh, thank you for well. the super chat, Numan. Thank, thank you for the super chat. We got another super chat by Secular Sakai. Do you want to read this one? Thank you so uh, much. 
Secular Sakai Cave is $10. Thank you, saying this is proof that this law is needed. The proper response to this is to shed more national attention on the matter in the USA. It cannot be swept or, or dismissed for fear of alienating India. Red lines exist. I completely agree. I, I mm. think about how the people who are doing this against her are playing their hand so much. Because there are That's people important. that do not understand the level of vitriol that exists within this community. It is, I have never seen anything like it in my life. And so when you're directing that towards an elected official to the point that there are people saying you should wear bulletproof vests, do you think mm -hmm. that reflects well? on your the opposition to such measures no it's, it's insane you played yourself you're exposing exactly. yourself there are people who don't have that much like they think that hinduism is just a way of life and it's all very airy fairy and it's all very like oh kumbaya and then when the behavior that they see is this it destroys any whitewashed marketing that's been going on in their life for years instantly it's a mask off moment so you're playing yourself but i mean please please continue to play yourself <laughs> please continue <laughs> and i thought this was funny young young atheist our uh, local pakistani ex-muslim is saying fully support aisha i think that's probably one of the few times we'll hear him say that <laughs> Um, yeah, um, there's a couple other comments I want to highlight. Mm -hmm. D saying they want the right to discriminate like evangelicals. Exactly. That's their idea of um, religious freedom. Uh, Blue Rain is saying, actually, Ambedkar said that there's nothing wrong with the Hindus. It's their scripture, which makes them cast this. Well, exactly. that's good. GJ yeah. um, is making a good recommendation to everybody. GJ is saying... Please also share Atheist Republic and this live stream on other platforms to grow. Apostles Prophet that David Wood had uh, like 725 viewers last night. Yeah. Um, and AR have two, Atheist Republic has 2 million. Um, 2.5 million members on Facebook. million alone. members on uh, Facebook alone. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, these things are not transferable. But yes, guys, please do share our stream so that we could grow a little bit yeah thank you so much for the suggestion jj yep, yeah thank you. it's not just That's a good reminder for our, yeah it's not just like for our you know is for a for a channel to grow it's not just about the creators it's also about the community so if we want if we are to grow it's also up to you guys if we grow or not it's based on how many times you decide to share or not we can there's only so much we can do the rest mm -hmm. is like up to you guys yeah and I just so, want to say, if you guys live in the Bay Area, particularly uh, State Senator Aisha Wahab's district, send her a letter of support and support this measure, because that does make a huge difference when addressing elected officials. And to end this segment, I would like to have a quote from Dr. Ambedkar himself. He said, quote, all the same, it must be recognized that Hindus observe caste not because they are inhuman or wrongheaded. They observe caste because they are deeply religious. Couldn't have said it better myself. Amazing. And we can Amazing. just leave it at that. 
Well, no, we don't. We can't because we got another okay. super chat about the same topic <laughs> by Secular Sakai. <laughs> Thank so. you, Sakai. He's saying Americans in California or any state show this lawmaker support. Yes, exactly. Send a message, make a call, let her office know they have support. It makes a difference. It really does make us a huge difference. I actually met with my congressman recently to talk about something. And so I could see firsthand how it makes a big difference, but I can't, I can't talk more about that right now. Yeah, we should t later, later. But soon. Um, soon. <laughs> thank you, Secular Sekai. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right. So, okay. Can we clap for the next news? We can clap because the authorities did their job and no one got hurt. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Um, I, I, it's so funny how we have to explain to our audience that if something is bad, we have to be like, okay, this is it seems bad, but this is the reason why we're clapping. <laughs> kind of All right, next news. Next news. Terrorist attack targeting Jewish synagogue foiled by Greek police. Greek authorities have foiled a terrorist plot targeting a Jewish center in Athens, leading to the arrest of two Pakistani men. The suspects were allegedly recruited by a fugitive murderer in Iran to carry out the attack on the Chabad of Athens center. The center, part of the larger Chabad uh, Lubachich movement serves as a synagogue, grocery store, and kosher restaurant. The attackers were reportedly paid 15,000 euros for each victim they would have killed in the planned attack, which was about 50. Um, they were expecting like a body count of about 50. The plot was almost complete with the suspects closely monitoring the Jewish center before they were apprehended. The case unfolded after information about the jihadist group and its activities reached Greece's National Intelligence Agency. Israeli intelligence uh, agency Mossad also provided information to the Greek government and promptly thanked them for their swift action. So let's unpack this a little bit. There was like an Islamist terror plot that was planned. And it was stopped because Mossad... They have their eyes everywhere, okay? And they knew that this thank, was going to go. Thank, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Mossad. Thank, thank you, Mossad. And Mossad <laughs> has their eye out for damn near every Jew in the world, <laughs> okay? They're like, it doesn't matter what country you're in, we got our eyes on you, okay? And they, um, I guess, knew about this plot and immediately informed Greek authorities, and Greek authorities took swift action. And so this is kind of interesting. I'm not exactly sure what was going on here, but this is the information that we know so far. We know that there were two Pakistani men that were in Greece illegally. They were undocumented illegal immigrants. And somehow they were recruited by a guy who's on the run in Iran for murder to carry out this attack. And so the guy who's wanted in Iran is being tried in absentia. They arrested the two Pakistani men Underrun from who? I don't know. That's not true. They just say that he was just described in reports as a fugitive murderer. Okay, okay. But he's not like the government of Iran is, doesn't have an issue with them. He could be part of, I mean, okay. So this is well, like, it's not like. To get into. We need to unpack what could maybe be going on here. Now, let's be clear that this is speculation, but I had some wheels mm -hmm. turning in my head. And I'm thinking that Armin probably has the same wheels turning in his head. So go ahead. What what do you what is your what are your what are your speculations about what this could be? 
Okay, before I answer, I have a question. I heard, and I don't know if this is true, is that they couldn't find guns. Is that true? I haven't heard that. I don't know. I okay. haven't heard that. So I heard that. What? Wh how were they trying to attack? How, what was the method of attack that they had in plan? I believe it was a bomb. Yeah, but I heard. I have to double check this. Okay, I heard. Let me actually check this. Where did you um, hear this? On Iranian social media. Ah. That that they were looking for guns to attack with guns and they couldn't find guns. Hmm. Uh, like how and people and pro regime people were make, saying that this is fake. This is the conspiracy theory, right? That this is all fake. Obviously, if we hire Iranian government for hires assassins, they would be good enough to be able to to find guns. Like how, um, how <laughs> um, <laughs> recent history begs to differ. What? I, I mean, to like be fair, the guy amateur. that it, the guy that attempted to assassinate Masihlinajad in her home in Brooklyn, he actually did have a gun. So I mean, they're kind of right, yeah, but he yeah. was otherwise incompetent. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this is this is okay. So they're saying that this is a fake news. Um, designed by Israel to pressure Iran to far make it far put um push away Europe more from Iran that's what they're saying right so this is by the way look at the countries that are involved so we have Israel we have Greece we have Iran and we have Pakistan so this is kind of a messy situation right mm -hmm. um but I mean, here's the thing: is it the Iranian? Whether this Iranian guy that hired these two people, whether he's with the government or not with the government, that makes all the difference. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't understand if he's not with the government, why would he be doing this? Like, is he has like a personal thing? It's just I know because the Iranian government does have a history of just going after any random Jew in any random country because they can, and because right. they can't go after Israel directly, so they go after just random Jewish civilians. They do that. But also, we have to understand that the Iranian government is not just one entity. There's a lot of rogue elements within the regime, and like many things happen that certain other parts don't know or don't approve, and there's certain, so it's just like it's all over the place. It's um, it's it's not like when they say, "Is he was he part of the government?" Uh, that means that the entirety of the government of Iran was behind this. It's just you know, it's just a lot more complicated than that. Um, but it's, this, it's been failure after failure for attacks like on Israelis, like Mossad has been doing such a good job in the past couple of years, just stopping every single one of them. Um, if I was yeah, on a football think... team, I want Mossad yeah. as my goalie. I want Mossad yeah. as the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> like, vata, vata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that the areas that Iranian, Iran keeps trying to target Jewish people, um, it's it's not in Israel because it seems like they can't reach Israel. It seems like it's Tur Turkey area. Um, it's either Turkey or around Turkey, which is like same mm -hmm. with this one. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting that it keeps happening over there. Like, why is it all around? You know, a lot of Jewish, like Jewish people, should just stay out of Turkey and um, and now maybe Greece as well. But I don't know. I don't know why they're they have bases there or they have operations there is that why it's happening mostly over i mean there? it makes but, sense for them yeah. to have tentacles in their region especially considering if, if if you consider the refugee path that people take out of iran it's the same path it makes right. sense why the government would also have tentacles going in the same route 
Yeah. Imagine if this attack happened. How you know how it how it would change everything? Like we're talking about it as as if you know, oh yeah, it was an attack and it didn't happen. But if, if this went through, this would this would change the news for for a very long time. Like this would be this would change everything. So yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad it didn't happen. But I can't even imagine what would happen if this went through. Because Iran is involved, um, and Israel is involved, and your neither EU would be involved. I don't think Pakistan would be that involved because those are just hired people. That wouldn't be that big of a deal. But that would be major. It could it, it could even lead to war. But anyways, I don't want to speculate too much. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Know. Well, we don't know what we don't know. No one died. No one got hurt, and we can say thank you, Mossad. Thank you, Mossad. Yes. Oh. Okay, so let me bring up the next news. Can we clap for the next news? Oh, no, this is not good. Okay, next news. Next news. 110-year-old mosque library torched by mob of 1,000 during Hindu festival. In a brazen display of violence, an armed mob of around 1,000 people stormed and destroyed a 110-year-old madrasa or Islamic school in the Indian city of Bihar Sharif. The attackers, believed to be Hindu nationalists, set fire to the institution's library and caused extensive damage, including destroying a collection of over 4,500 books. Eyewitness accounts described how the mob threw petrol bombs into the mosque and library, set vehicles alight, and even placed saffron flags on several shops before burning them down. One of the mosque's guards, who managed to flee, reported that the mob was armed with swords and rods and chanted Jai Shri Ram. The incident occurred during the Hindu-majority country's religious festival of Ram Navami, which led to communal violence not seen in the Bihar Sharif area since 1981. Despite the arrests of 77 people and internet services being temporarily suspended, it's another reminder of the religious tensions that plague India. So this is important because there was a lot of activity that happened during Ram Navami this year. And I know, I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and there was a lot of violence that happened during Ram Navami last year. Um, but granted this year, it didn't seem as bad as last year. Last year, there was so much stuff that happened during this religious Hindu festival that we were covering the fallout of what happened for like a month because it, there was just so much that went down during Ram Navami. For those who don't know, Ram Navami is like, celebrates the birth of Lord Rama. So obviously it's gonna be very significant and particularly significant to people that are more Hindu nationalistic, right? Um, and um, yeah, this, this really old mosque was destroyed and torched by a mob of like a thousand. Um, it was it was the the footage of it is crazy. If you scroll down, um, I think we have some footage of the uh, crowds and mobs that were in the area. Um, yes. So when you play this, don't play the audio because it's just like you know, stupid backtrack music. Um, yeah. Um, Sakai is saying. Dude, India is becoming more difficult for the West to keep as a strategic ally with crap like this. Armin, what do you think about that? 
I mean, I don't think so. I mean, United States and has shown that they could be allies with Saudi Arabia, even though they had they were responsible for the worst humanitarian crisis of our lifetime in Yemen. So, and India is such an important ally to the West because um, the West's priority right now is um, tackling China, and you cannot you need India on your side and this and this. You, you, yeah, it's very important to have India on your side. So I, do, I think that, I mean, they're going to maybe sometimes complain, but I, I don't think they're going to ever consider even um, not having India as an ally. It's just so important. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't think we have much of a choice. Yeah. So what, it was it a madrasa? As much as possible. Yeah. Was it a madrasa or a library or a school? Because I've heard all three. I think it was all three at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a mosque and a madrasa and a library. Yeah, usually usually they're all the same same thing. Yeah. When, um, oh shoot, I can't remember what, yeah, when the Hindu, the the newspaper, the Hindu went to go um, photograph and cover the the attack there were still the glass petrol bombs like just lining the outside of the building oh my god the sensitivity about like you know the whole building is burned and this guy is like holding the corona we're like oh look the tragedy dude the building has been burned down this is what you're showing yeah okay this is that's the tragedy and i believe part of the school actually served as like a boarding house for students and so now like these kids don't have a place to stay yeah that's the loss that's the loss here not your stupid book jesus christ look at this look at, look at the picture they're taking a picture like oh look this is what a tragedy god damn it like this is your priority this is what you're upset about the building the building that never mind I'm, I'm complaining too much anyways but this is important to consider because there was a lot of other stuff that happened during Ram Navami. So that was an example of some Hindu on Muslim violence during Ram Navami. And unfortunately, it goes both ways. So that's what this next topic is about because I think it's important to be balanced in the coverage. Oh, uh, you know, we didn't want to be going to be, you know, where I knew, are they? I knew where the are criticism Hindus? that was coming and I, I telegraphed yeah, it. Yeah, people, you know, yeah, we're going to get like, oh, you were never sure to understand. You guys are just like so anti Hindu because you you guys would never dare. Okay, well, here we go. Um, can we clap for the next news? <laughs> I just want to what? point out that. Oxymoron in the live chat is just saying that he's a bit of a racist and people are like, yeah, I can see that. And it's not a good look, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say that as if it's not a problem. Yeah, um, we're like, yeah, and we don't like that about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not good. You should change that. Um, and how could you be racist to people who basically share your, your, the same race? That's weird. Uh, no, no, who's we racist clap- towards white people. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Go on. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, that's the problem. That's the only joke that people accept. If I said that about anyone else, nobody would accept. True. Um, Yeah. Can we clap for the next news? No, we don't like this one either. We don't like this. All right. Next news. Next news. Stone pelting and chaos. Hindu devotees attacked during festival. 
A chaotic scene erupted in the streets of a suburb of Mumbai as a riot broke out between Hindu devotees and a violent mob during Ram Navami, a Hindu festival that celebrates the birth of Lord Rama. The clash left a few men injured and police immediately sprang into action, arresting 12 men and charging another 400 with instigating violence against Hindu devotees on March 30th. According to a police constable patrolling the area, the accused uh, are alleged to have thrown stones and slippers and engaged in unlawful assembly during the procession, assaulting devotees during the holy event. The incident occurred when a group of 150 men gathered as the procession passed by a mosque, and the chaos intensified as the crowd continued to throw rocks and stones at the and shoes at the devotee. Um, the police tried to contain the situation, but the mob continued to push and shove, injuring police officers and civilians alike. The riots were caught on CCTV footage and drone recordings, and the police are investigating to identify the miscreants. Despite the violence, the Ram Navami processions continued without further issues. Okay, explain what happened here. Do we have footage? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, there should be some footage right there. So, I mean, it's kind of the story we've just covered but in the reverse so yeah in the previous story there was like a, a mob of when when the the devotees were going past a madrasa they like people attacked it and set it on fire and then this one is like as the hindus were passing by the madrasa or the mosque then the muslims attacked the hindus because as they were doing their procession to celebrate the birth, birth of lord rama um no. I I love seeing such unity in India. Like you guys are copying each other. You're about you finish each other's sentences. You're like you're just like you're just like each other. Why don't you just get you know, you guys should you you know recognize how alike you guys are. You know, like, <laughs> just oh, get we're married. Just like, we, yeah. We're just <laughs> we're like each like, other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this is exactly the same story, but reverse. You're right. You ever exactly... have a situation you... where you have like two family members that don't get along and they're always arguing and then you realize it's because they're too similar? Yeah, yeah. You're like, Wait, you guys are you guys are fighting because you're you don't like the behavior in the other person that you yourself do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this showable on YouTube or are we gonna get flagged? I don't remember off the top of my head if this is YouTube, okay. Uh, let's risk it. Oh. Oh. It's hard for me to tell where this is. It looks kind of like a shopping mall. Mm. You know, to be fair, the first news was worse. These people were like stones and slippers. That other news that we had, they just burned out the building. A historic building, yeah. A historic building, so yeah. So, oh my god, I, mean, I'm I forgot saying... to tell you about the story where they burned down the historic mosque library. Is that there were kids inside that building, and there were children oh. that almost died from smoke inhalation if it wasn't from one of the mosque like guards or custodians like finding these kids and pulling them out because they had like passed out because of all the smoke inhalation. Oh wow. So there were okay. almost kids that died in the previous attack. This one is like, okay, okay so you know, having thrones and slippers stone thrown at you, that is dangerous. You can be concussed and like actually seriously injured, but see, we have just confirmed that we have a bias. This is our inner <laughs> Islam showing. 
Okay, we just we just can't help us. Even when we try to be fair, we have to always say that the Hindus are are worse. See, mm -hmm. this is why. Norman, don't say that. Norman, don't say yeah. that. You don't mean that, guys. He doesn't mean it. Um, no, I'm just yeah. Okay, I'm making fun of the accusations, guys. But also, um, note to editor: when Susanna said, "Oh, I almost forgot," from the part that she says, "I forgot to say this." Please cut that and add it to the news before. Mm. Um, um, yeah, let's go back here. GJ is saying, isn't throwing footwear at someone considered or regarded as a grave insult? Yes. 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 Sometimes what you see is, I saw a situation where a woman in India, she was RAPE, and then to humiliate her, a crowd of people put a garland of slippers, like sandals around her neck to humiliate her because she got RAPE'd. It was really bad. D is saying, I want to open a slipper outlet in India. Money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Um, wait, look at this. Look at this. Hold on. Share this instead. These are... So the Muslims, I think they did burn something. Wait, where's the audio? Oh, a saffron flag? Is this the same incident? Huh? Is this in the same place? Because so much stuff happened during Ramnavami. It's like, is this even the same thing? So I don't know what the, this Muslim guy is trying to do to the saffron color flag. Is he trying to burn it? It looks like it. I don't it. know what's going on. Where's the caption here? There must be a caption for this. Nope. Oh, no, West Bengal. No, that's a completely different area. But that's in the news article. Yeah. But it's an example oh, of like there was so much stuff going oh. on during Ramnavami. These are just two of the most significant incidences. But people in India, oh, okay. correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't seem like this year was nearly as bad as last year. So much, so much violence happened last year. I like Whoa. over like a hundred incidents, if I remember correctly, across the country. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you have the rest of the year to make up to catch oh, up come if you on. want. <laughs> so, so. I hate it when you say stuff like that. <laughs> Come on. YouTube, this is not what we encourage. Armin yes. is joking. He's trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, D is to. saying there was stuff happening everywhere. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This next news seems clappable. Oh, this is hilarious to me. This, as an ex-Catholic, this tickled me. Okay, okay. Um, okay. So we can clap. Yes. Next news. Next news. How a blasphemous, sacrilegious food review sparked Catholic outrage in the Philippines. A high school student from a high school in the Philippines made a huge blunder that landed him in hot water. The student posted a food review of a Holy Communion wafer on Twitter, comparing it to cornflakes and giving it a 7.1 out of 10 rating. This caused a massive uproar among the Catholic community, who found the post disrespectful and inappropriate. To make things worse, the student studied at one of the most prestigious Catholic schools in the country. Many demanded his excommunication and expulsion from the school, with some even suggesting that he should be punished according to Canon Law 1367, which suggests that anyone who throws away consecrated hosts or keeps them for sacrilegious purposes would be automatically 
excommunicated. As a result, the school temporarily suspended Holy Mass activities, and the campus ministry said that they would guide and support the student while holding him accountable for his actions. Wow. So, Such okay. Such a major reaction. I, I need to explain to people who don't know why this is such a big deal. So, the consecrated Eucharist is believed to be the flesh of Christ itself. And to be able to receive the Eucharist, there are, it's, it's, one it's probably the most important sacrament in the catholic faith and technically before you receive the eucharist every week you should be in a state of spiritual purity which means technically you're supposed to be going to the priest basically on a weekly basis to cleanse yourselves of your sins every time before you go receive the eucharist so you can be in a state of like purity while you receive the body of christ take his body into your body now okay catholics don't typically go to confession that or that often <laughs> so <laughs> how much we're actually in a state of purity to receive the eucharist is uh, up for debate but this is the the sanctity in which it is held in like I was not allowed to receive the Eucharist, my first communion, until you do reconciliation, so there, which is another very important sacrament. So this is, this is very, very, very important to Catholics. Now, this, <laughs> Darko was saying, that score was way too high, to be honest. <laughs> I really enjoyed the fact that it was 7.1. Yeah, that's very... Not 7.1. 7. <laughs> 7. Okay. So this also, um, this as, as a former Catholic, this kind of blew my mind because there are certain, according to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, according to canonical law, there are certain sins that you can commit that are so bad that you are automatically communicated from the excommunicated from the church you're excommunicated from god's perfect organization automatically even if no one else sees you do it you're excommunicated instantly like on a spiritual level and there are there are very few things that reach this standard of offense one of them is receiving or procuring an abortion one of them is basically uh, attacking or assaulting a priest. One of them is insulting, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And one of them is desecrating the consecrated Eucharist. So the idea is you could go, if you if you take a consecrated Eucharist and go damage it, you are excommunicated automatically from the church, whether or not anyone sees you do it, right? There's a a word for this form of excommunication that I can't remember right now. Um, And I know this because I have done research into how I can get excommunicated. (laughs) Nice. So obviously, I'm not going to go assault a member of the clergy, okay? I'm not going to do that. That's illegal and that's bad. Okay. I have not personally procured or received an abortion and I would prefer not to. So that's off the table. I have helped pay for a friend's abortion. So maybe that kind of counts, but 
anyways, and then the third one, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. I have done that. That's what I settled on because that's easy to do. That's easy to do. I can blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. And that's the unforgivable one. The other ones can be forgivable, but blaspheming against the Holy Spirit is unforgivable. So that's like, you know, I, I need I need to make sure that this is settled, that this is permanent, right? <laughs> and the fourth one is desecrating the Eucharist. And I was like, okay, I could do that. That wouldn't be too hard, except that would require me to actually sit through a Holy Mass and then go receive the Eucharist. And then I don't know what I'm going to go do with it, but I, that means that I have to go sit through a mass to get a consecrated Eucharist. And I'm not willing to sit through a Holy mass right now. So that was off the table. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've, I've done my research into how to, you know, get excommunicated. I can see that. I can see that. This is, you know, I really want to know how Philippines is a very Catholic country, okay? Yes. But I have, I think like young people are in Philippines, you know, the atheist movement is growing in Philippines, but at yes. the same time, most people, the, I'm thinking about the average young people who are not in the atheist movement, but are, I think the Catholic church is losing them as well. I mean, there's a huge growing atheist movement, but there's also a whole bigger uh, young group of people who are just too bothered with, I mean, too um, focused on other things. Like a lot of the people that the Catholic Church is losing, it's not because they're actively going and becoming atheists. It's just because it's just boring. You know, we're in the age of TikTok. You think people could sit through a sermon? <laughs> you know, it's just hard, you know? So, <laughs> so, so. So I this was is just why like, the priests. This is why they double down on hot Filipino priests. Have you heard of this? There's a couple of hot Filipino priests that are they go viral on social media, and I see the tactic. I see. <laughs> I need to double can down we, on that we, tactic. Can we cover that? Can we, we should go that. recruit should... more hotties. <laughs> oh wow! This is All how right, you maintain here's... focus during the liturgy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's the post. Okay. So the post is. What does this say? Os yeah, actually, let me. Ostia review. I'm assuming this is maybe a Tagalog word for something. Or maybe yeah. that's his so the design. Design, so six out of 10. I like the vibe, but oh, it wait, was entered, this, I think. That's a cracker. Here's the cracker. He, has he took a photo of it and then gave his review. So I like the vibe, so but the if picture. it was centered, I think it would be a lot better. Crispness, 8 out of 10. Not soggy and had a, a satisfying crunch. Taste, 7.5 out of 10. Um, something not English. Or I think he's saying it tastes like cornflakes. Wow corn factor, flakes, yeah. 7 out of 10. Decent. Overall, 7.1 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so now I understand why the 7.1 comes from. Because he took the average. average. That's what yeah. it's an average. Okay. So, you know, it's really hard to understand how in Philippines, how the mindset is now, right? Or like how I, I understand some people would get really outraged, but what's the average view, right? And I think right now the best we have is to go by these emojis, right? So you can see the reactions. We, I'm just going to judge by the tear reactions and the laughing out reactions. Not the right? crying reaction. So, this, the cry, so, yeah, the crying reaction and the laughing reaction. You can see that uh, 372 Filipinos uh, were laughing at this and 157 Filipinos were crying about this. So, overall, I think the attitude is like, this is funny, 
right? Rather than yeah. outrageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, yeah. Um, so, but if you go down lower, you can see this person was very upset, was saying, for us Catholics, this is just so sad heartbroken lord have mercy <laughs> yeah. they have to go they have to they have to stop the masses at this catholic school so they can basically purify like the whole place wow. they're like doing okay. rituals to like purify the whole place before they can start doing masses again so this person is saying that student should be kicked out and then we have another person giving uh expert analysis here saying it's not sacrilegious unless the host was already transubstantiated. Oh, I did that well. Otherwise, it's just what it is and un. Uh, what? How do you say that? Unleavened un bread. So bread. technically, this person is correct. So they're saying, yeah. until you do the Eucharistic ceremony, this is not considered yeah. the body of Christ because it is. It was during, Jesus. Yeah. It is during the Eucharistic ceremony that it becomes literally the flesh and blood of jesus literally according right. to catholic doctrine this is a central catholic teaching is that during the eucharist it becomes literally the body and blood of christ so if it's if it hasn't gone through the consecration it's actually technically not sacrilegious but this is um actually a, a comment from Charles. he's saying desecrating the consecrated eucharist huh doesn't that mean that going to the restroom after eating that damn cracker no but there have been instances i remember this happened there was an instance where there was like an old man who was receiving the eucharist and then he dropped it or something on the floor and there was outrage because that was considered desecrating the eucharist and that was considered sacrilegious. He just accidentally dropped it and it hit the floor. So imagine the level to which people are receiving this. <laughs> like, yeah, where it's very, very deliberate. I really like the guy's sense of humor. I hope he, he's okay. I hope nothing bad happens to him. <laughs> I like the guy. It's funny. Um, he's, he's just like a kid. He's probably under a ton of pressure, like apologizing and everything. Um, oh. And... You know, the thing is, I actually really liked eating the Eucharist and wafers and the wine as snacks during Mass, especially because, like, you're kind of hungry and you're like, damn, I want this to be over already. And then you get a little snack and then you go sit back in your seat, probably do, like, a few more devotional songs, and then you finally get to go home. It's too when small like, to be considered a snack. When it was time for the when it was time for the Eucharist, I was always like, okay, finally, we're going to be going home soon. Um, <laughs> GJ is saying, is this as bad as trying to attempt a suey wooey? <laughs> as my, one of my suey wee, let's call it that from now. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> comedian Guys, that I like, Chris the Stefano. He's like, we like to add a little fun in my household. We call it a suey wooey. <laughs> suey wee. <laughs> Is it as bad as trying to commit a suey wooey? It's actually worse. It's way worse. It's way worse mm. than trying to commit a suey wooey. A suey wooey will send you to hell. It's considered an abomination, but it is still forgivable. Yeah. Uh, we got, oh, uh, Chrissy was saying hi to us. Yes, Hello, Chrissy, our Yay. best Yay. moderator on our Facebook group, one of our longest members i hope the other ones are not watching <laughs> yeah <know>. thank you <laughs> i think everyone can recognize how much crazy does for our community i don't think you know people would take yeah. that personally 
Gaijin American gave us a $5 super chat. Thank you. He's saying, if I mash communion wafers with wine and fed it to mushrooms in the shape of Jesus, would it be sacrilegious or people actually eat a piece of Christ? Well, like I said, is this a consecrated communion wafer and wine? Is it consecrated? If the if it is, the answer is yes, that is definitely sacrilegious. <laughs> uh, okay, and thank you again for the super chat. Can we clap for the next news? Yes, this is this is wild. Okay. The details wow. of this actually shocked me. At first, I didn't think that this was that interesting, and then I was like, "Wait a second, what?" What? Okay, okay. All right, let's clap. Uh, next news. Next news. Celebrity church accused of wage abuse and forced tithing, forced donating. A celebrity megachurch in Seattle called Church Home. I think it's a play on words of like church and home being combined. I don't know how to pronounce it. Church Home is in hot water after an ex-employee filed a lawsuit accusing the organization of wage and hour abuse. But the big question is, why is a church, especially a celebrity megachurch with members like Justin Bieber and ex-Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson facing such serious allegations? The lawsuit claims that Church Home forced its employees to donate 10% of their gross monthly wages back to the organization as a tithe or face being disciplined or even terminated. The suit alleges that the policy violates Washington State's Consumer Protection Act and other labor laws. Although the Church Home Church declined interview requests, it has issued a statement that defended the tithing as quote, the worshipful, worshipful act of paying the first 10% of our income to God. This, this is, okay, Ormond, pay attention to this. This is crazy. The statement also added that while the church does not deduct tithe from its employees' paychecks, it asks them to live out this practice. Quote, the First Amendment protects a church's right to restrict employment to those employees who choose to abide by church teachings. The church home intends to vigorously defend the rights of all religious institutions to live, teach, and model their faith through their employees. Explain. This is so wild to me. So they're saying, okay. As a religious institution, we get to dictate who we hire and we dictate who we hire based on like a statement of faith and and the standards that we have for our employees. And we ask our employees to live out our statement of faith, right? And their statement of faith says it's within their hiring policy. The employees have to tithe, donate 10% the first 10% of their gross monthly income back to the organization. Hmm. And so this person is saying, you can't force me to pay my employer. I cannot hmm. have punishment <laughs> at my job for refusing to pay my job back. What? Only because you're a religious institution do you say that this is acceptable. Yeah. And the church is saying it is our first amendment right to demand that our employees give back 10% of their paycheck to us. Why do we say that this is a First Amendment right? Because we say that this is a religious practice and that mm -hmm. as a religious practice, 
we demand that our employees of our religious organization follow our professions of faith. Therefore, it is our constitutional right to demand that you give us back 10% of your income or face disciplinary what actions. If, How crazy is the, that? Right. So why do these people keep working there? Just leave. Well, she she did. <laughs> this woman did. And she, she, the, she mm. this is so bad. This woman, she worked in their um, like AV department. She didn't know that this was part of their company policy when she was hired around 2019. Huh. And she started to face pressure and discipline in her workforce because she couldn't give the 10% because she had a car accident. Wow. That like deeply impacted her life, right? And her ability to, she was like struggling. She was struggling because of the consequences mm -hmm. of a car accident. And they start to pressure her and discipline her for not giving her money back to the church when she's trying to, yeah, you know, take care of herself through a difficult time. It, it's so morally unconscionable to me. Yes. Morally, yes. Legally, does she have a chance? She filed a lawsuit. So... No, I mean, I'm no lawyer. I don't know the standards of law within this area at all. I don't know how, um, what are the chances of success in um, this situation? I wonder if maybe she could take on um, a more larger civil society representation like the ACLU. This seems like potentially a good case for the ACLU, although I do have mixed feelings about them nowadays. But um, because right now, I think she's just being represented by a local firm. But this this could have very serious implications if this goes, I mean, the lawsuit hasn't even gone to court yet, right? But imagine if this does go to court and then it gets turned up to like the Supreme Court, which if it did happen, that would happen years from now. But think about the consequences of something like this. If it becomes standard to say, yes, churches can force you as part of their religious freedom to give back your income to the organization that employs you because it is mandated as part of their religious practice. That, it's an insane thing. But isn't that just the same as paying less? Just be like, just pay them less, you know? I mean, yes. that's... Huh. Except yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's not the same as paying them less because if you were just paying them less, then that's just one transaction, right? But this is, right. no, we are going to create a culture within our organization where if you are not on board with actively going through the process mm -hmm. of giving us back your tithe, you can mm -hmm. be punished for it in your employment and in your career. Yes. Oh, you screwed, you're screwing them with taxes too, aren't you? Because you're increasing their income and then taking it back. And as a charity, you don't pay taxes because that's a donation. Well, it but could be wouldn't they be right off theoretically? Depending yeah, on they could write it off. Yeah, this is just this is just paying people less with extra steps. That's what this is. Yeah, <laughs> you just you just have the benefit. <laughs> yeah, this is just have the benefit of marketing as if you pay that much, but then you're actually paying ten percent less. And this is so bad because this is like a celebrity mega church, right? And when you look into their financials, their financials are disproportionate. I mean, it is a church, so. 
so of their millions and millions of dollars that they have available to them so much of it comes from donations which means they have a wide network and they have many campuses around the country how much of those millions are being funded by their very own employees right like it's a scam <laughs> well i mean somebody could argue that no, they're not. I mean, you say it's being they're pressured, but you're not pressured. You could always just not work here. So how do you respond to that? Okay, if this is a policy that is regarded as standard and expected amongst the employees, that needs to be explicitly stated during the hiring process. This woman didn't know that this was part of the terms of employment when she signed on. Yes. And only when so she started not... to face a hostile work environment did she become aware that this is company policy. That's a good so you need to have point. informed consent. If you're going to have a policy like this, people need to know what they're signing up for and be like, you know what? I actually I actually agree to that. It's not, it's not, oh yeah, you're right. They have a good case because it's not part of the signed agreement. It's not part of the signed agreement. This is like you signed agreement that you get paid this much and now you're like... I don't know yeah. if it's part of the contract, but it is part of the employee standards. Like yeah, so that's not going to fly. I didn't standards. sign to this. I did not sign to this. You could say, so I think you might, again, no, I in the, the way, I But Armin, in the contract, it probably says, I agree to meet and fulfill the to requirements of the employee standards. Standards. Okay. So that makes it hard then. Okay. Yeah. okay. But yeah, Dia okay. saying it's in the fine print. It's in the fine print. Mm. But if this sort of a thing should not be fine print, this should be a verbal expression of an expectation that we have. Yes, yes. As your employee. Imagine if you imagine if you could put this into small print and you know other companies that are not religious should be like, you give us fifty percent. And that was it. Ha, ah, you're in a small print. Like what are you gonna do now? I know, if I had been it? working for an organization and then I have a car accident that changes my life and I'm struggling, and then they start badgering me for ten percent of my income. When I didn't even know that this is part of their practices and actually expectations, I would be I would be losing my mind. I would leave too. I'm like, are you insane? Mm. If you have an expectation that I should be paying you to pay me, you're out of your mind. You need to tell me that from the get go. I don't know that it just I it blew my mind. The gall, the gall, the gall to say that this is a constitutional right. And that they will vigorously defend their First Amendment right to live, teach, and model their faith through their employees this way? It's absurd to me. It, it, the, the, it, it's just like the, the, the gall, the balls on these people. Oh, my God. Am, am I, like, out of line for thinking this is so crazy? No, I like I like how I like how passionate you are about this. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's yeah it's good to see um okay yeah that was that was interesting okay. joshua jury saying america america all right this was our last news right today we don't have an ar news yes we might because have, we, we are working on some good things to have for our ar news next week i'm excited it's still it's I'm still baking it's still baking in the oven she's not ready yet hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I I was thinking. Okay, so I get some messages from people, and they ask me, Armin, um, I want to support Atheist Republic, but I be broke. I have no money. What can I do? How can I support you guys? 
I'm like, that's okay. There is an easy way that you could support us financially without a cost to you. Do you know how? Do you know how, Susie? No. You could like the video and leave said, a comment. Okay. You said support that financially fi- without a cost to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, because that will financially support us <sighs> and you wouldn't pay anything. So that's actually, maybe you don't, a lot of people don't know this. When you like the video and when you leave a comment after the stream, that's actually financial support to us. So imagine this you're supporting us financially. And you're not spending a dime. You're not spending anything. So even if you have no money, you could support us financially by just liking the video, hitting the subscribe button, hitting the bell notification, and leaving a comment. We actually get supported financially, so just in case you didn't know. So please go ahead and do that. We spent two hours for you, and that would take you about two seconds. I think it's a worthy change. Like We give you two hours, you give us two seconds. Deal? Deal. Thank you. All right, guys. And also thank, by the way, not to dismiss all the people who did financially spend some money. I do, I, you know, we don't want to dismiss you. Thank you so much for that as well, that we do need. Of course, that, of right? course. Yeah, yeah. So we don't dismiss that. Yeah. And sharing. Yes, GJ is reminding everybody. You're like, oh, he's yelling. He's like, and sharing and sharing. Yes, yes, yes. GJ is very invested in making us grow. So I appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um cool oh it's okay no i yeah don't worry about the cult news we're gonna we i'm gonna we're gonna work on that be patient with all all that all right guys we'll yeah i'll forgive all of you it's okay i don't know chris is saying thank (laughs) you so much harman and Susanna. thank you chris thanks for being a member of our community and watching live thank you thank you all right guys see you again next week bye